Hi, I'm Grant. We're doing 31 Rants with special guest... Aerie. Welcome to Grant Rants. Today we are doing 31 rants, 31 topics, all submitted by you, the audience, and I wanted to take a brief moment to just express my gratitude for that. It was a lot of things to have to plow through, and I'm so thankful you all took the time to submit those questions and topics. So today I'm answering all 31 of them, but because I am a long-winded person, I have recruited the assistance of a moderator, my wife. She will be asking me every question, giving me every topic, and she has given me a one-minute time limit on all of them. Once you hear the sound of a duck, you know my time is up, and my little ADHD brain is going to crack in half. So without further ado, let's get to the rants. Are you sure you're ready? Yes! Are you sure you're ready to rant? No. Are yes! You... Okay, whatever. Let's do Your it. most hated movie. My most hated movie, live action Beauty and the Beast. I'm just top of the doming here. There's probably worse movies, but fuck it. The live action Beauty and the Beast um, committed the egregious sin that every remake needs to not do, which is taking something that was cool and fun and unique and original and just zapped all of the fun out of it. Arguably the only good part of that movie is the guy playing Gaston. Everyone else is stiff as a board. The storytelling sucks in that one. All the acting is wooden as hell. Oh my gosh, the songs, they, they made the songs less fun. How do you make a cartoon less fun? There are some things, if you're going to do a live action version of a cartoon, you have to at least match the energy of the cartoon. And they were like, what if this could really happen? And it, it blows. It sucks. All the live-action Disneys do that. At least Mulan had the decency to tell a different story. But live-action Beauty and the Beast was like, hey, it's that, but it, the, the sucky version. I can't believe you beat a minute on that. Just barely. You know what? Just I'm going to hide my phone. Listeners, <laughs> just so you know. Grant was looking at my phone, I was, and this I, time I am hiding it under my tortilla blanket. I was screen peeking a little bit. Okay, no more screen peeking, starting right. from now. Okay, fine. Okay, your second one: cereal mascots. Cereal mascots, like just in general. I mean, the person just wrote cereal mascots. Sick. Here's my thing about cereal: Do cereal mascots even exist anymore? Maybe it's because I'm in my fucking thirties, but I feel like every kid when we were growing up, had, like, a favorite cereal mascot. I liked the uh, the Honey Nut Cheerios bee. And I feel like that's kind of, like, a, a thing of the past, a bygone era. Not necessarily a bad thing, because, you know, we hang out with kids, and I feel like we see a lot of cereal commercials. I think they've just vanished off the face of the earth. Maybe Tony the Tiger's still around? And, you know, I, I think it's fine they're gone. Stop trying to use bright, colorful characters to sell, uh, uh, unhealthy shit to children especially tony the tiger part of the balanced meal makes you good at soccer have an ass i ate so many frosted flakes as a kid i never got into a single sport not a one no one put me on their soccer team no one put me on their oh shit yes <laughs> there you go yes i like this way better grant the people versus tony the tiger okay <laughs> 
rant about why Donald Trump can't pronounce yesterday. Oh, okay. So that came from the uh, January 6th hearing trials. They had this, like, I guess, recorded footage that they brought to the trial showing Trump trying to record a kind of concession speech to condemn the riots. And he kept trying to say the word yesterday. And it just seemed like his teeth were getting in the way or he couldn't read the word or something. And he's like, that's a hard word for me. And everyone's like latching on to that. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, or we can focus on the fact that the president didn't want to say the phrase, the election is over. Everyone's like, ha ha, he can't read a teleprompter. Ha ha, his big fake teeth got in the way. Ha ha, he needs glasses. And it's like, okay, there's a lot of other things we can make fun of Donald Trump for. Number one being, he literally was avoiding the fact that he incited an insurrection and was not willing to concede and was smacking his podium and throwing a tantrum. (laughs) (laughs) When the quack comes in when you're mid-sentence, that's like a a boner killer. (laughs) I'm just like, ugh. Okay, is Beyonce worth the hype? Oh, no. I don't think so anymore. What? Uh, Beyonce's cool. Beyonce is like like the all-time female artist at this point, right? She has like all the awards and accolades, and rightfully so. And she's made, what, uh, five albums, about to be six solo now? And only one of them has been like really good front to back. Okay, no two. I'll give her two. I'll give her Sasha Fierce and also Lemonade. And the other ones are all just kind of like, yep. Like, she makes great singles. Uh, the, the single she has out right now, pretty good. And if you only ever knew the Beyonce singles, I think you'll get the gist. Definitely go out and seek Lemonade, for sure. Because Lemonade is a front-to-back fantastic concept album. How she's still with Jay-Z is beyond me. But, like, I wouldn't say you have to go out and find all the Beyonce or anything. There's, you know, more talented people on their own merit writing their own shit. Fuck! <laughs> That fucking duck! <laughs> Aw, it's so cute. What's the duck's name? Um, Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> okay, rant about Queen. Oh, I need more than a minute for Queen. Okay, Queen is the single greatest uh, band. I'm just going to say it flat out. Musical group to have ever existed. Everyone likes to give the Beatles or Elvis or those fucking dorks credit for, like, you know, making rock and roll what it is today. And, you know... Elvis stole from black people and the Beatles had like one cool era and their whole back catalog is like a bunch of boring like boy band pop shit. Queen fucking had a mastery of every genre within rock. They were glam. They were pop. They were folk. They had their stints in metal. They were psychedelic. They were prog. They were fucking everything. And, and Freddie Mercury, single greatest lead singer, front man of all time. Every music act who has come since Queen existed, has cited Queen as, a, as an inspiration, as they should. Even performers who don't do music find Freddie Mercury inspiring. Anyone who wants to argue with me on this, bring it the fuck on. Queen is the perfect band. Good job. I wanted to say shook it up musically. Okay, no, stop. I gotta stop. No, stop. Let's just do a Queen stop. episode. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite childhood memory. How are you going to rant about that? I guess I can say it if I have one. <laughs> um, I, uh, 
I, when I was a kid, my, my, my childhood memory is kind of just like shot in general because I don't have a great long-term memory. Um, but I always appreciated when we would take like family trips to Canada where my dad's side of the family lives. Um, and <laughs> this is going to be random. This is, I don't know if this is my favorite one, but it is a memory that stuck with me. We flew out. We, we went out to Canada for my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. And someone recorded this like goofy-ass song about it. And there's a part in the in the song where my grandma says the phrase one, two, three, four, five little Nordines. And then it's a recording of my grandpa going, Oh yeah. And that has weirdly stuck with me for a long ass time. The whole family was cracking up. My cousins and I were like in tears. And there you go. Adorable. <laughs> a, a joke about my grandparents. <laughs> I like it. Shrek 4D is gone from Universal Studios and we are worse for it. Okay, uh, yeah, um, the Shrek ride at Universal is being swapped out, I believe, for a Minions thing, which makes economic sense because the Shrek generation, you know, has kind of come and gone. That's our generation, right? And, like, older Gen Z. Yeah. Whereas the Minions are the hot thing right now. They're making a whole bunch of money at the box office. It's a legitimate franchise. Kids love the Minions. Um, Facebook moms love the Minions more than they love Shrek, I would think. So, you know, it just it's a savvy business move. I don't think in uh, keeping Shrek 4D at Universal Studios is going to help the world's many problems. And if you need to get your Shrek fix, uh, it's, 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 it's streaming. There, there's, there's, three, there's three movies in a musical. You can get your Shrek fix uh, literally anywhere, and you can still buy Shrek toys at Universal. You'll be fine. You're not worse for it. <laughs> mm. Getting better. Good and concise. I love that. Uh. <laughs> okay. What's your fave TV show? Ooh. When, when I was younger, it was Scrubs. I loved Scrubs a lot. But as I've gotten older, um, I, I have pivoted to this Netflix show called BoJack Horseman. Uh, I, if you know, you know. <laughs> I think there's... A little bit of a reputation for that show, but I adore it for its absolutely nonsensical, absurdist sense of humor. How like seriously it takes its own jokes and lets them like breathe organically and lets them be just completely weird and goofy, like canonically. Um, like if if they say an offhanded joke that's meant to be absurdist, it's just part of the world now. And it's also just really poignant. You have a protagonist who you want to root for, who's constantly coming up short that you're not meant to relate to, and all these people who are trying to help them while also just being a really fun and charming show. <laughs> One of my favorite gags is they keep like mentioning details about Andrew Garfield that sync up with Garfield the cat. So you have things like, oh yeah, I was hanging out with Andrew Garfield and he was cranky because it was Monday. <laughs> Damn. Could have said a lot more about that Andrew Garfield gag. Let's go watch more Zach Gorsman. It's a good Okay. Rant about global warming. Oh my god, fix it. People in power. Stop telling me to like, oh, make sure you separate your fucking uh, six-pack of soda things or you're going to poison the ocean. Stop putting it in the ocean. How about that? Maybe stop giving all this money to oil companies who literally kill the earth. Maybe 
get back into the Paris Agreement and make it tighter. Maybe fix United States infrastructure so we're not so reliant on things like fossil fuels and deforestation and shit like that. Everyone wants to be like, do your part, help the environment. Homie, you recycling isn't going to save the environment in much capacity than like a billionaire donating their actual money to do it. Jeffrey Bezos, with his funds, could donate every dollar we need to fix the climate crisis and still be a fucking billionaire. And he wants to build a a, a football, a hockey stadium, excuse me, that's like the Climate Change Pledge Arena. It's like, your arena isn't fixing climate change, Jeffrey. Just donate it to the right causes. Fuck Jeffrey Bezos. Fuck him all. If you make a billion dollars, fuck you. Okay. Why can't Americans have a holiday every month like Canada? We have long weekends almost every month. I really wish America would do the same. What's up, Cousin Ange? <laughs> the only person I know who moved from Canada to the U.S. and has a spot. Um, I know the reason. It's um, uh, So there was a big labor strike back in the early 1900s, late 1800s of the USA, uh, labor unions got formed, they fought for the 40 work week and like paid holidays and all that fun shit, and the government every step of the way has fought those people to maximize productivity and profits for owners, um, essentially removing the worker from the means of production. And so if there's more federal holidays, that's more days US laborers aren't working, so they can't do that and see you're totally right there's like a three-month span especially in the summer where you just flat out don't get a day off they added juneteenth recently which is a step in the right direction but not everyone gets that holiday off you know we have july 4th and not everyone gets that holiday off then you hit august you hit september you hit october no real major ah shit ass shit ass go figure i have a lot of thoughts on uh, the u.s's history of uh creating holidays what time do you usually go to bed oh I don't need a minute for this one usually 11 p.m. a nice cool hard 11 uh, sometimes I stay up in bed hanging out playing games while you fall asleep and in that case maybe closer to 1130 or 12 are you serious because I know sometimes you go to bed, like, closer to one or two. Listen, maybe last night I was really invested in MLB The Show, and I stayed up till two in the morning. Um, are you serious? <laughs> but uh, those occurrences are uh, not as frequent as my other ones that I mentioned. <laughs> did, did, I didn't need a minute for that one. Inter- oh, that's the end of rant? Interesting topic to choose. But yeah, there you go, folks. Somewhere between 11 and 2. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite show when you were a kid? Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so it was, it was probably SpongeBob. I'll be honest. The straight up, it was probably SpongeBob. But the, when you ask that question, there is a show that comes back into my brain, and I don't know if anyone remembers it. It was a Cartoon Network show, and it was called Time Squad. And there's this buff guy from outer space, a robot, and this this this, this kid from Earth who's just a history nerd, and they would like bounce around through time trying to make sure that what actually happened in history stayed happening. So they would show up and they would meet some famous figure doing the opposite of what they're famous for. Like they would go back and find out that Edgar Allan Poe was 
writing like really cutesy flowery poetry or they'd go back in time and be like George Washington doesn't want to be president he just wants to sulk in his room and be angsty and like the times where I try to like, like talk them out of it but inevitably one of the three would always be on the historian side so it's like a legitimate debate on what to do to fix the problem and it was like goofy and say that's probably why I'm such a history fucking nerd <laughs> I gotta find that show <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts about psychedelic microdosing as a treatment for PTSD? What do I look like? Um, I'm I'm not a doctor. You should probably talk to a person first. Uh, I don't have PTSD, and I don't have any experience with uh, psychedelic drugs. Um, you know, if if you think it might help, you should ask someone who uh, isn't a doofus for the podcast. I feel. I'm not going to take a full minute for that one. Uh, that sounds like your journey, uh, listener. <laughs> hey, that's fair. I'm going to restart the clock. What are your thoughts on Christian Bale? Favorite were all of his. <laughs> Christian Bale. Uh, I, I, I have no beef with Christian Bale. I think he's a very talented actor. Um, he was great in uh, two of the Batman movies <laughs> that he did. Not not really much a, a Dark Knight Rises fan. I think, you know, not to sound like a fucking toxic film boy, but I think his best role that he played was probably an American Psycho. It's just so different from any other Christian Bale role. He's just, like, so energetic. There's this really strange energy about him the whole time. Don't relate to him, please, people out there. He's not the hero of that story. He's meant to be, like, an on-edge psychopath, but... His acting in that movie just kind of shows you the level he's willing to commit to. Plus, I just love that scene where he's asking, he's like frantically asking that guy like why he can't do the thing in the movie. No spoilers. It's, like, it's just not possible. And it's why not, you stupid bastard. This gets me. So there you go. Christian Bale, great actor. He should do more things. You're doing a great job. Dude, this is um, like a workout. I'm sweating. Are you having fun? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, Nickelback? Nickelback? Nickelback! <laughs> Look at these graphs. Nickelback! Look at these graphs. Uh, yeah, Nickelback. I was never, never a Nickelback fan. And, you know, it was once in vogue to shit on Nickelback because it was so easy. And there has been a, a, a flip of the zeitgeist, if you will. And now people are are back into saying, like, you know what? I always did kind of like Nickelback. They have some bangers. Phonies. The lot of you. You got to commit to your hatred. <laughs> I think that people got so fixated on Imagine Dragons being the big popular rock band to shit on that we forgot who walked so that band could run. No. Nickelback still sucks. And we should treat them as such. I know there are Nickelback fans out there. More power to you, but... We as a society need to go back to shitting on that band. Please. I need it for my own sanity. I need more memes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you could have gone on with that one for what? Like two more minutes? Uh, if Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> but too bad you can't. Nope, I've been, I've been inhibited. Okay, it's kind of fun like putting you through this torture. <laughs> it's like I start to find my footing at the 30 second mark and then by the time I'm like in the middle of that thought it's like well now it's over I know it's because you have to think about it mm -hmm. alright speaking of thinking this is going to be a hilarious one. Oh, 
Have you ever thought about being bi? <laughs> I'm sure. When I was younger, you know, like, I think the thought crosses everyone's mind once you learn what it is, right? Like, oh, could I be that thing? Um, I, I didn't, like, experiment or anything, but I'm pretty confident that I'm not, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm straight as can be. I'm just comfortable in that wheelhouse is all. Um I guess that's the, the 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 answer. Yes, thought about it. Not for me. Not attracted to men in any kind of legitimate sexual way. So no, not by. Okay. Take that, Gerald. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. I am shocked at this one. Okay. Chris Pratt as Mario? Oh, you haven't heard about this? No! Uh, tell me more. Nintendo is making a Super Mario Brothers movie. You, you haven't heard about this? Okay, so Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Have you heard anything about the rest of the cast? Zero. Okay, this, so this is what this rant's about now. Uh, Charlie Day is playing Luigi. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Jack Black is playing Bowser. No. Uh, I, I believe Seth Rogen is in it. I think he's playing Donkey Kong or something. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is in it. Um, uh, What's Her Bucket from The Queen's Gambit is playing Peach. It's like it's like an all-star cast, and they're all like ridiculous. I, I think a lot of them make sense, but, but Chris Pratt as Mario makes the least amount of sense, especially if he's not going to do the Mario voice, apparently. So it's just going to be like Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt, which is it's fine. He does fine in animated features. You know, he's great in the Lego movie. I just think of like an iconic part like that. Just give it to the guy who's been playing him since fucking 1995. Well, damn. There you go. There's okay. Super Mario with this movie. It's a thing that's happening. Joseph Smith. Oh, do you how much time you got? A minute, literally. Uh, bad dude, Joseph Smith, uh, for those who don't know, I guess, founded, uh, Mormonism, that cult that we were part of for years of our lives. He, um, claimed to have talked to God and Jesus face to face as two separate beings, uh, built a whole religion off of that, wrote a whole ass book that was supposed to be, uh, the misadventures of Jesus and friends in the Americas, ooh, <laughs> and, um, and he used that new position of power in his fancy new American religion to be an adulterous pedophile who did horrible things in the name of religion and is now worshipped as... Well, not, I don't want to say as a god figure. That triggers Mormons when you say they worship Joseph Smith. But he is idolized within that church as the person who found the right way to worship Jesus. He's, his word is basically law in Utah the church has so much power now, especially in that state and across the world with their money. The fuck Eesh. Eesh, gross. There you go. Maybe one day we'll dig deeper into the history of that very gross man, but tonight is not that night. Yuck, we need a palate cleanser. Here we go. What's your favorite food? <laughs> Sushi. Oh my God. So, okay. My favorite genre of food is Mexican food, obviously, right? I love nachos, burritos, tortas. Oh my god, I can go for a torta any time. But there's so there, there's something special about a sushi night, you know? Like you have to earn a sushi night. Um, I I feel like your favorite food needs to be something that like 
okay, at least for me, my, my personality, is like I don't get to have this all the time. It's a special treat that I can't go to someone's house and have it made. I don't make it here. I can't go to the gas station and spend like five bones on it, you know? Like you go out to a sushi place. I'm a sushi baby. I like, you know, if it has like an actual fish in it, I'm probably not going to be nuts about it. But although the sushi was with the crab and the avocados and such, oh man, I'm always down for a sushi night and or a Mexican food night. Oh, there you go. Yum. Big sushi yet. <laughs> the concept of live, laugh, love. You've got to live, laugh, love. Uh, those are those signs that uh, uh, mainly white women hang in their, their homes and apartments and college dorms, right? You know, just, just, remind, just little reminders to be like, you know, live in the moment, love each other, laugh off and all that fun stuff. It's just, it's supposed to be like inspiring and remind you to not take life so seriously. And it just became a meme in its own right because it's fucking everywhere. And I get it, you know, basic women of the world, but we've got to figure out a new catchphrase for you or at least a new way to express that sentiment uh, without needing to buy something from Hobby Lobby to put in your house. I implore us as a society to just find more creative ways to say those things. Maybe don't take life so seriously. Maybe take down the in this house we signs as well while we're at it, you know? Not everything is li- Oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh, you God. had a lot. <laughs> Who knew? Go fig. Who knew I had a lot of opinions about random shit? I guess we did. <laughs> okay. We got laughter. I'm excited. Have any Netflix recommendations? Boy, do I. Um, Bojack Horseman, my favorite TV show ever, is, is a Netflix original. Um, if you've got little ones out there and you want to show them a cartoon that's actually like intelligent and it normalizes queer culture, please show them She-Rub. Um, if you want just a really good palate cleanser to like, I, to like to scrub your brain clean after a hard day, I think in gunk thoughts. Um, uh, oh, what's its fucking name? The little show with the little Japanese kids and they do errands and whatnot. Help me out here. Oh my gosh. That one. Find it. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's cute. I can't think of the name right now. Um, sorry, you put me on the spot. I'm not a good ranter. It's not airy rants. It's cool. It's cool. I just needed some help because my brain was misfiring. What else is on Netflix? Uh, Castlevania is tight. That's a cool ass show about vampires and shit based on the video games. Uh, so that, that, that one ruled. I'm thinking of like Netflix original. Stranger Things is good again. It's been a while since Stranger Things was really good. Watch season four. You know, that's going to really bug me. Right? I Hold on. Let me. Yeah, I'm just going to do a this quick Japanese Google. Kid show. Old enough. Old enough. Yes. Sheesh. Include that name into the previous minute. Go see Old Enough. It, it makes your brain squeaky clean. <laughs> Kim K telling women to get up and work. Oh, hang on. I gotta I gotta do something for this one. Hang on one second. Fuck you! Oh my god. Folks, anytime a celebrity who has more money than you, especially like an exorbitant amount of money, and their family members are billionaires for their quote unquote self-founded businesses, I want you to take their advice, turn their ass around and shove it square up their own ass. Kim Kardashian does 
0% work. I will not be convinced otherwise. I have watched pieces of her stupid little Kardashian show as she types with, with one finger on each hand, trying to pass the bar, being like, I work so hard. Like, fuck you, Kim. You have a team that does everything for you. An original thought has never entered your brain. I watched her on that TV show try to defend herself from not letting a new sex tape get released, and she just said verbatim the things her sister told her to say. <laughs> no original thought in her brain, and now she's in her 40s, and she's just like, Fuck off! Wow. God damn it, fucker! I really wanted to go in on that one. Ah. Wow. Okay. Um. Here, here, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's a little bit, you know. My hair's all disheveled now. Y- you can breathe with this one. Ah. Too much content for Marvel. I can't keep up. Same word. Yeah. No, it's too much. Um, being able to keep up with this much superhero content used to be like. Uh, an actual worthwhile challenge because you had to like go to the store and get comics and go home and read them and be like that was cool take it or leave it and it was a really niche hobby and now you know disney owns it and they're like well people only like one of two things that's either superheroes or star wars let's make a thousand of them each and like i i don't know i mean i do know people who have watched every marvel property and more power to you if you're still are genuinely enjoying those things. I get it. I was a superhero kid. I, I, reading, like, okay, so let's say you put out a, a new Marvel TV show that ties to the bigger universe and the movies and the TV shows, right? Every episode's clocking in, like, 30 minutes to an hour. So at max, you were, or at, at minimum, you're committing to, like, eight hours of, of content on the TV. <laughs> Shit. Wow. You know what? As soon as you kept going, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hopefully you all know where I was going with that. <laughs> Eight hours is more than insert XYZ here. Anyway. Wow. And you can't go on. Is that killing you? Yeah, that one actually bugs me. I would love to talk more about that. Aw, poor Granty. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> That's why it's curated, folks. Musicals versus straight place. Which is better and why is it straight place? Oh, gotta love a rant where they give the answer for you. Um, I don't think one is better than the other. That's a really, like, safe take. But, you know, I think they both have their merits and they both have very different um, benefits and failings. Because, you know, when a musical is really good, it's really good. And when a play is really good, it's really good. And when they're anything less than that, it's not worth your time, usually. They're pretty comparable. Um, in general, I think there are. It's easier to succeed at making a good play than it is at making a good musical, because there's so many other moving parts in a musical that have to be good. The book has to be good. The music has to be good. The lyrics have to be good. Everything has to come together cohesively. It has to have, you know, like like, like theming and and, re- and a reason why everything exists. Whereas a play, you can get away with just writing a good script. You don't have to worry about all the other moving parts. Uh, spectacle isn't as big a part as plays. And when it is, we treat it like a novelty. Whereas in a musical doesn't have spectacle, we're like, well, that was boring. And they just stood around and sang, you know? Which is not fair. There's, oh, shit. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, these ones at the tail end are like really getting at me. No. The, I, I thought I had the rhythm going, and then I like, oh, here's the thing I want to like discuss, and then it's like, oh, the, the duck. <laughs> are you ranting about the challenge? I'm ranting about the 31 rants. 
<laughs> okay, most embarrassing thing you've ever done? Oh, um, I don't know if it's the most embarrassing, but it does still pop up my brain every now and again. When I was 14, I pissed my pants at a party. <laughs> I went to an after party for the musical and uh, we were all outside playing volleyball and I was wearing jeans at the time because I refused to wear shorts for a long ass time of my life and someone said something so funny that I, I could feel the, the the loosening in my, my loins if you will No, and, ew. Uh, and to try and hide it I like just laid down on the asphalt of the uh uh, of the cul-de-sac we were in at the time and then it just happened and I uh, tried to duck inside and I called my parents to come pick me up. I don't know if anyone ever caught me but to this day it has haunted my dreams and it just comes up every now and again and I remember it and I was, I was 14 and it sucks. <laughs> well, that was depressing. <laughs> most embarrassing. I mean, that, that I can remember right now. Okay, well this this will be okay. Well, wait. Speaking of embarrassing, oh, good. The Office. I don't like The Office, and I know for some people that's blasphemy. I don't like it. I don't like being secondhand embarrassed. I don't find that genre of humor funny. I think The British Office is somehow even worse because it's like more mean spirited because Ricky Gervais made it, and Ricky Gervais is one of the worst comedians of all time. Um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of using other people's uh, shortcomings and embarrassments and failures as the basis for comedy in a lot of shows. Like when they want you to feel embarrassed on behalf of the characters, and that's a lot of what The Office is. I recognize that there are some good bits and that gave birth to a lot of really talented um, actors that came out of that show. Great. More power to them. Not my thing. Okay. Oh, goodness. (sighs) Why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie if you have never had an original thought or developed critical thinking skills. No, I'm just kidding! Some people legitimately believe it, like uh, Donald Trump's son. You know, just consider the company you keep. Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it uses Christmas music, it is taking place during Christmas, and there are Christmas set pieces, um, and because... John McClane says things like, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. And there's a whole conversation in a car asking what John McClane's favorite Christmas song is. And these are the arguments that are made. They're like, haha, Die Hard occurs, and these are all Christmassy things. And it's like, well, there's plenty of other movies that also have holidays in them that include Christmas. Is Harry Potter a Christmas movie, for example? I don't think so. Is, is a What's a Wonderful Life a Christmas movie? Because Christmas happens during it. No. But, you know, they asked me why Die Hard is. Those are the arguments. And if you agree with Donald Trump Jr., then it's a Christmas movie. Wow. You hit him where it hurts, huh? Yeah, I'm just saying. Consider all who right. agrees with you. All right. All right. Hey. Hey. The minute's over. I'm hydrating. Hey. I'm breathing through it. Hey. Someone's trying to push my buttons. It's fine. Are you ready for your last four? <laughs> oh, the final four. Okay, here we go. Kevin Durant having zero rings. <laughs> Snake in the fucking grass piece of shit, asshole. Okay, so picture it. Uh, Kevin Durant has just gone to the uh, Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors on the team that drafted him. 
the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's doing a great job with his teammate Russell Westbrook. Team is putting up numbers at a 3-1 lead in the series, and then they drop the last three. Kevin Durant gets kicked in the balls during that game, and we all know he's hitting free agency. He's probably not going to stay with the Thunder because he hasn't won a ring with us, and it's a small market team. We get it. You know what? Fine. If that's what's going to have to happen, that's what's going to have to happen. So he leaves, and he joins the team that's already incredibly stacked. Like, stupid stacked. Already the champions into their name. And he's just like, I'm going to go join them because they actually win games. And then they win two championships. Kevin Durant did not legitimately win those rings. He is a snake who is a ring chaser. He had a chance. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Trying to give a B thought there, but I guess the timer said no. <laughs> yeah, the timer was like, yep, nope. Shout out to Premel. Okay, last thing you Googled. Oh, okay. Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me check. The last thing I Googled. I got to pull up. My Google machine. How do I even... Why does it itch on my right butt crack? No. No, no, no. How to get rid of the last... fungus. <laughs> the last thing I Googled is a squirrel girl beating Thanos. This kind of ties into my Marvel thing from earlier. Squirrel girl is a superhero in the Marvel Universe whose nickname is the unbeatable squirrel girl. She has yet to make an appearance in the Marvel movies. Um, and I was just referencing this, this little factoid because the biggest villain in the Marvel Universe to this point has been Thanos, the guy who does the snap and eliminates 50% of the world's population. Uh, Squirrel Girl canonically kicked his ass in. No need to team up with the Avengers or anything. She just beat him and canonically saved the multiverse. And I was making a reference to it because Marvel just announced their next like four or five phases of TV shows and movies they're making. And I'm like, you wouldn't need to keep making all of these balls to oh. make a Squirrel Girl movie. Oh. There you go, a two-for-one Marvel rant in the same episode. <laughs> I bet you you feel good about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make a okay. Squirrel Girl movie. Best invention of all time in history. What? Okay, the best invention of all time in all of history would probably be be the locomotive trains i think it's trains because trains made the industrial revolution possible the biggest and quickest amount of societal growth we've ever seen as far as humans evolving to the next level of superior intelligence was spearheaded by the invention of the train and being able to transport materials over longer distances faster Without that invention, it, does, it, it, you know, it leads way to all the other incredible things we've been able to make. Now, how rich people have utilized technology, you know, you can debate forever. But it's like, it's like the six simple machines and then a long gap and then trains, basically. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. There you go. I am so surprised you weren't like, oh, my PS5. <laughs> Well, they said in all of history, the PS5... Anyway, <laughs> don't get me sided. Oh, well, for the, your last 31st one. Go. Why do bananas taste weird? Bananas don't taste weird? What the fuck? No, bananas are great. I mean, listen, they've changed over the course of history, and they're 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 different now, and there's, like, preservatives and shit, but, like, bananas taste great. Unless they mean, like, artificial banana flavor, like... 
like runts or banana taffy. But even that's really good. I want to know what they mean by weird. Like different weird because like it's a different fruit. That's why. Uh, they, they, they're good for you. They're high in potassium. They, 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 they taste they taste sweet. A good sweet banana. Like if, if, they're, if they're good enough for monkeys, what's your fucking problem? You know, you're, we're all apes. We like bananas. They taste good to us. Eat the banana. Call, call her, listen. <laughs> they're good for you. Eat them. I don't know what you mean by weird. I would like some elaboration. I'd like to meet you in the parking lot after Grant Rants so you can explain to me and then fight me on banana taste because that's like a top three fruit it, it, uh, behind watermelons and grapes. <laughs> that's 31. Congratulations. I did it. Oh, whew. Congratulations, old man. Yo, y'all can't see me, but I'm like actually like sweaty. Oh my gosh, why? I'm covered in sweat. Because I my, my brain, that was a mental exercise. I wasn't allowed to prep. I just had to go off, like, hear information, process information, rant about information. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, I got, I got the, the, the thinking sweats. Um, do you feel like you wish you could have explained yourself more on a few? Oh my god, yes. Maybe that's why I'm sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> All the information, like, my, just bleeding out of me. So this is a perfect time to stop I, and never talk about them ever again. I am just No like, one will ever hear what you have to say after that. This and must, it's hilarious. This must be how Christ felt in the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for submitting all these rants. It was super fun to do this. Um, if I disagreed with you or was combative, um, I still appreciate you and thank you for submitting and thank you, Ari, for, for keeping me on track. Hey, someone had to bully you. Someone had to bully me. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.